This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Before we start this episode of the Playlist Podcast, I want to let you know we actually did a video version of this discussion, which is now posted on YouTube. So if you want to put faces to our voices and watch us discuss the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you can do so now. Just go to YouTube and search for the Playlist Podcast. Otherwise, just keep listening and you can use the theater of your mind, as they say. Thank you. Welcome to the Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of the Playlist. And for this episode, I'm joined by one of my regular co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo, as well as the Playlist Editor-in-Chief, Rodrigo Perez. Are you guys ready to talk about Black Falcon and his sidekick, Metal Arm Guy? <laughs> better, better. That's a better title already. Already, It rolls like, off the tongue. Yeah. So better. <laughs> uh, for this week's episode, we're going to focus uh, discussing... Falcon and the Winter Soldier, finally. With the finale out now, we've watched all six episodes of the second Disney Plus series from Marvel Studios. And though it's less than six hours of TV, there's a lot to discuss when it comes to this series. But first, if you've somehow avoided the Marvel Studios marketing machine, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier picks up from the events of 2019's Avengers Endgame. In that film, Steve Rogers retires as Captain America and passes the shield to Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier then tells the story of what comes next as Sam Wilson wrestles with the idea of becoming the new Captain America, while his buddy Bucky Barnes, aka Winter Soldier, has to come to terms with his bloody past. All of this is happening as a new terrorist group known as the Flag Smashers starts to plan to disrupt the world's governments through the use of a resurfaced super soldier serum. So we're about to dive dip we're about to dive deep into the series, talk about the things we liked, the things we didn't necessarily care for, and the idea that somehow Marvel doesn't seem to know how to fully, truly satisfyingly deliver a TV finale. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, let's uh, gotta tell you that the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. So before we get into the discussion, I want to warn listeners, we're going to assume you've already seen all the episodes of the series because it's pretty impossible to get really into the nuts and bolts of the Falcon and Winter Soldier without really spoiling stuff. So we're going full spoilers, guys. Um, So with that warning out of the way, let's just jump into it by skipping to the end, because I want to ask you to what your thoughts are about the series after all the six episodes and also tell me if you guys think marvel studios stuck the landing with the falcon and the winter soldier or is this the second disney plus series that followed the same formula as wandavision by stumbling across the finish line so we'll start with rodrigo what do you think um well um i don't think it stuck the landing and i was pretty mixed on that last episode um i some of the some of the series I really really liked. I think my favorite episodes were definitely uh, episode one and five, um, and uh, I think that uh, in many ways, just like Wandavision, and just like a lot of maybe you know Game of Thrones and a lot of prestige TV, is that the penultimate episode is where everything kind of really happens. You know, 
Um, and then the, uh, the final episode, even though they do throw a lot of action and a lot of those things on it, um, it's a little bit of a, a fait accompli. Um, let me explain exactly. Like the show is about, to me, I don't know how you guys see the show. And I'm curious how, how you guys see the show. To me, the show is mainly um, the emotional journey of Sam Wilson to accept the shield. And it's a burden. It's a whole thing. He turns it down at first. It's, and then Bucky doesn't understand why he didn't. He, he didn't. And Bucky's got his own issues and he's got an emotional journey. Um, but that emotional journey essentially comes to a close in episode five because he's finally like, for both of them, like he's finally like, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, we see him practicing with the shield, all this stuff, but he's really comes His Rocky montage. Yes. Yes. And he's been grappling and he's been, you know, he's been having a lot of these issues, but I loved episode five and I love the way it was structured in that. Like, you know, you thought that like, um, many people probably thought like the big showdown was the him and John Walker at the end. And it's like, no, they put that right at the front. They got it out of the way and then they got the shield and they came back to the U S and the whole thing then to me locked right back to episode one and right back into those ideas of struggling with identity and legacy and all the stuff that to me, that's the, the good stuff. That's the meat, the heart stuff that, that I loved about the show. And, and so then, you know, by the end of it, you know, even with, you know, which I thought was really great. Um, Falcon sort of teeing back to um, the, uh, the winter soldier, Captain America one where, you know, we, we first meet him. He's a, he's a, a, a he helps the VA with PTS. Uh, D uh, uh, suffers and he, he's sort of helping Bucky in that way and he's helping him come to his sort of like emotional journey of like you know you got to get past this you got to start trying to move forward and you got to accept who you are and yes you have a dark past and blah, 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 all that stuff so that basically but it comes to an end in episode five and then we see him open the you know the case and we don't see him put on the costume till episode six but the journey is essentially kind of over and then episode six is kind of like then I put it on and I, you know, do all this other stuff. And yes, he's got a great moment with Isaiah. That scene is really great. Um, but they're, you know, I think they're, they're come to acceptance. They've come to terms in episode five. So that's to me, like, it's like, that's the climax. It's the emotional, uh, you know, apex of the series. And then everything from there, like WandaVision in a way, WandaVision was episode five. And then episode six was just like the, the, the big, you know. Yeah, do the smashy smashy. Yeah. Marvel movie. <laughs> that's, not a that's not that interesting for both of those episodes, right? Like the kind of letdowns, even though they, you know, I think WandaVision had more potential to do more of an emotional ending. This one didn't really even have it so much. Although, um, so yeah, you know, like I think the way they're structured in a way is episode five penultimate. We've seen that in Game of Thrones a lot, right? You, you know, you'd always seen that the penultimate episode was the really, really big one. And then the the final one even if they did have action it was a little it was some there's a lot of aftermath you know what i mean um picking up the pieces even think about the final finale of game of thrones right like you know them announcing who's going to be on the game of thrones that's it's a quiet it's you know it's a it's aftermathy right it's like so i think it's structured i tried to forget that brand Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but yeah. Oh, so, so Best story, I think, my ass. Maybe it's a maybe it's a prestige television thing, but um. So yeah, did I did I explain? I think episode five is is great, but that's kind of the true ending. And then uh, they got to figure out how to make these final ones. I, I'm okay with that structure, like you know. 
but um, they still trying to have these big crescendos and these big action to do's and smashy smashy, like you said. And I don't know, the episode didn't really um, come together to me in any kind of big way, um, other than I think the best thing was the Isaiah um, thing, which I think we could get into, and the power broker thing yeah. a lot. And then everything else, not so much. Mike, uh, do you agree? I agree in that there's it's kind of like a win some lose some um uh they yeah the the finale of it all it's hard it's hard to stick the landing with this stuff especially you know this is the, their first attempts you know or first you know couple attempts at you know a real series and this one felt more like the movies than anything but if I were to you know, set it up against the other Captain America movies, this would probably be my least favorite Captain America movie. Um, Just because for me, I was missing like that Marcus and McFeely, like their writing was so solid and how they tied everything back to the original all the time and, and made sure that the themes really, really stuck and the endings really worked and the character journeys were like, completely sold and there were great moments on this show like uh i mean i i loved a lot of characters i felt like sam's journey obviously you know it's it's the biggest part of the show it's what makes this work for me ultimately is is sam's journey i felt like bucky's stuff is a bit except for the that moment by the fire where he's finally free of of the programming I didn't feel like he was that great in the show. I didn't love his his character. Um, Carly or Morgenthau, I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel, <laughs> she, she when she went like full malicious at the end, I just didn't feel like that was her, what they'd, yeah. what they'd drawn us along to believe. Um, but even that said, I, I still like a lot of the the political and racial themes that they were touching on. It's great to see a Marvel project doing that, and so like blatantly, um, and and a lot of there were a lot of great lines, you know, having to do with that, especially in this last episode. But uh, there were a lot of things that also just kind of fell flat, you know, like uh, it was just like sloppy writing, like. Hey, is that Black Falcon? No, that's Captain America. Like, I want to, I want to really? take you to task on that. I actually enjoyed that line. I hated um, that moment. I, so I think, I think people have been spoiled with the Marvel stuff in that it's so fucking good. Like, it's always good, and we forget that these are comic books and these are comic yeah. book characters, and they're allowed to say slightly cheesy things. <laughs> they're allowed to have you know, four minute monologues talking about, you know, the betterment of the world and stuff. I mean, at I know the, the finale gets a lot of crap because the writing seemed kind of uh, subpar compared to not just like other Marvel stuff, but just the series even. Mm-hmm. But I actually, I, I really, the, the monologue that kind of gets crapped on a little bit with with Sam fully accepting his Captain America role and speaking, you know, to the world through the media and, and basically reprimanding the governments of yeah. the world. <laughs> I uh, didn't mind that. I thought a lot of it was pretty great, especially it, it was Anthony I, Mackie's part of it. I mean, yeah, yeah. And 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 could they have done it in different ways? Could they have, you know, maybe the the show not tell of it all? Sure, but I I didn't mind it. I thought this was kind of his 
like mission statement moment. This was him yeah. saying, you guys are used to Steve Rogers. This is me, uh, Sam Wilson. I'm not Steve Rogers. I can't be. Uh, there's just no way we've, we've spent five hours discussing why I can't be Steve Rogers. <laughs> so this is me kind of laying it all out there for the world. And I kind of dug it. That said, there were moments and throughout this series where I was just kind of like, eh, okay, uh, the mystery stuff of it, like the, the power broker stuff. I know yeah. Rodrigo liked that. I power broker done stuff with, did not land with me either. Yeah. I could have done without power broker. I liked Madripoor. I thought that was kind of cool as a nerd. I, I, I kind of like seeing that. Yes, and it gave us Zemo. I, uh, I do want a Zemo show. Like, I would completely <laughs> watch just Zemo. Zemo is great, right? Like, they took yeah. this guy who seemed one note in Civil War and kind of was like an afterthought in Civil War, and they gave him so much personality. I thought that was great. But uh, this, I just, you know, the finale is the finale. It was a lot of action. Having rewatched it, I, I noticed that the, like, I guess probably first 40 minutes of this show is just one big action scene. Um, and, and that's a lot and, and it's earned because you've spent five hours kind of building to it, but it was also, it was a lot. Um, and then, and then it kind of just all comes to a screeching halt, uh, as the sun rises basically, uh, you know, and, and all these other, like, you know, it's, it's almost like return of the King where it was like <laughs> ending one, ending two, ending three, or the Snyder cut, if you want to make be more relevant, <laughs> you know, at least it Here's, didn't end like that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at, at least. I, I think to your point about the action, <clears throat> I know that they've really tried to be like, you know, one of the things that Marvel and Feige have said is like, you know, these are, these are, you know, they've just kind of promised a lot, you know, like this isn't going to be like a small screen thing. This is going to be the, the cinematic experience on TV and all this stuff. And they do that. But I really do think like, like, you know, you said 40 minutes, like they can dial the action back. You can tell like, and I don't think people will be disappointed. You know, yeah, the big yeah. moment of that finale was talking like yeah. him yeah. talking. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. The climax. And honestly, that whole monologue is kind of terrible. Like it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was I liked it. Yeah, you know, I was just like, I mean, it's very on the nose, right? Like so it's, on the nose. And yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was. It kind of. It was. I felt it was. I mean, I I think it was well intentioned and stuff, but I I don't know. I. I was like, oof, this is so like spoon feeding everything and just going on and on. And and I mean, I guess it, you know, was like Charles said, I, I, I think you were saying that the, its intention was to show, establish who he is and what kind of cap he's going to be and stuff. But just like, it was so, it, it was like, I told me it was like probably the worst writing of the entire series. Yeah. And yet through Anthony Mackie, I, I was like, that guy can sell me. That is Yes. Like, I mean, I think that's kind of how I felt. I was kind of moved because like, because we were seeing a black Captain America, I was actually, wow. I was like kind of moved. And at the same time being like, like it had the benefit of this like kind of special kind of thing that we've never seen. And we're kind of like, it's, 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 and I, and I love the Falcon and I love Mackie and I, and I was sort of moved by this kind of moment that like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm just kind of like really happy for him as an actor, as a character for the whole thing that he's getting this moment. And at the same time, so I, it was like having this really strange, like I moved and at the same time, I, I know this is really corny and I'm having this very weird experience right now grappling with the two of those things. Yeah, the, the thing that, that, that Mackie's so good at, I think he, 
I, I think I've said this to you, Rodrigo, in, in chat before, but like, I think the thing that Mackie's so good at, he's the prototypical Marvel guy. He's got that movie star looks, he's got the build, he's got the charisma, and he can deliver a quip. Yeah. Like he's yeah. he's the total package. And so even when he is given kind of those those cheesy lines, somehow he sells it, like somehow it comes off sincere. So I mean, Lord knows that another person delivering that four minute monologue could have been oh god it could have just been like turn off the tv bad but with him you were you were kind of moved you're like this isn't great but like he sells it so that's yeah. good yeah so i think that's probably the best accurate way to describe it because i was like i i felt like touched throughout a few, a few moments of the of the the episode and at the same time not really liking it and thinking like it wasn't very well written although you know i think the isaiah stuff was genuinely very good for the most part i want to i want to get into that actually because a big part of this series was the introduction of isaiah bradley um we come to find out that bradley is a uh, he was part of a post-world war ii experiment where the government tested versions of the super soldier serum on black soldiers to see if it could work and most of them died i think like almost all of them died except for isaiah and he was sent to prison for decades, I guess, like 30 years, he said. And then, you know, they effectively killed him off to the general public. Um, and he just kind of lives in Baltimore with his grandson. And uh, it was a part that it, I guess it was supposed to, it was being positioned as the heart of the show. And I want to know what you guys think is, is were they successful at delivering that, that story? Because it's a heavy story. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I think they 100% pulled off that part of the story. I mean... Uh, um, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Um, Lumbly? Lumbly. Lumbly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think he's fantastic. Like, he was really good. He was really, really good. He really sold that. Like, you don't really know how old he is, but that's a guy who could <laughs> probably punch a hole in the wall. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I dug it. Yeah. The only thing that was a, a bit disjointed is that he did not want what he ultimately got in the end uh at least he's he told anthony right. mackie in the second to last episode he's like i don't want anyone to know i'm alive like i'm gonna die i'll give me a day and i'll be dead and then all of a sudden he takes him to this museum it's like ta-da <laughs> but i want to know I mean, it was a beautiful that. moment who, yeah, who, that... who did that sculpt sculptures like the fastest sculptor in the face of the planet because that was what like a 24-hour turnaround time that was yeah. incredible they had a mold uh, yeah i know i know it's, and again that's just <laughs> it's marvel whatever but uh yeah. rodrigo what do you think of isaiah did you think it worked i i have two two feelings on it one you actually is, read the comic too pulling back the curtain yeah, i read the comic before uh the series ended and i really really liked it and i think it was a great story and i'm really really glad that they borrowed from that and they adapted it for this because um, there's some real power in that um, on some levels I wanted uh, I wanted that to to remain unresolved I wanted in episode five you know Isaiah is basically like you know fuck Captain America fuck the government and and no respecting black man is going to be Captain America like and and that's a hard moment right that's a hard moment for Sam but Sam, and, and I think that's such a key kind of thing is that like, you know, this, this, his mentor, uh, this sort of mentor, this person is telling him like, look, this is a raw deal. This is fucked. You shouldn't do this. This is a bad road. Like all, this is not going to be good. And, and, and no respecting black men should do it. And Sam does it anyhow, because he, 
he has to, he just believes it's the right thing to do. And I think that's a really great writing thing. You know what I mean? It's not like the guy like pats him on the back and says, go, you know, take it. He says like, no, don't do it. And Sam does it anyhow. And that's a hard choice for him, but he's, he, he believes it to be the right thing, the right moral choice, regardless, um, which I think is very a Captain America thing and, and very a Marvel kind of thing, like, you know, making those, those difficult choices. Um, and so I, in some ways I really wanted that to just stay like that. And then Sam would have to sort of live with that. And the idea that like, you know, this guy is not giving his blessing and, and, you know, Sam just has to live with that, that sort of echo in the back of his head for the rest of his days as Captain America, that this guy um, wasn't down with it. And I wanted it to stay like that. That said, um, the way they did it was quite beautiful and it was moving and, you know, I kind of felt like, all right, they're really giving the way they're doing this. And, and, you know, the way um, Isaiah has come to accept it um, is a kind of beautiful tribute to Isaiah and the idea, even though it's just a fictional character and, you know, all this stuff is like, it really felt like, okay, they're really giving this guy his, you know, it, it felt like this loving kind of effect. It was like, almost like they were really treating him like a human being like this would actually happen to him. And, and we wanted to give him a nice, uh tribute and this sort of like affectionate thing like loving kind of like thank you even though he is a you know fictional character but like they took it really seriously um but that's also the problem i think with that ending is everything just ends so neatly and perfectly yeah Uh, i mean you can't again it it is a marvel thing so they are handicapped by that no but we have to stop giving them the excuse oh they're marvel you know what i mean storytelling (laughs) is storytelling you can do any you can do anything and not everything has to end with a happy bow and 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 neat and and tidy and as you were saying actually charles and you and i were having this conversation like bucky's ending isn't quite tidy like you know he goes and tells that older asian man that he killed his his um his son and it's the way it's 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 depicted is is kind of vague but if you're really watching you understand that that doesn't end well and sam's or and bucky's no longer in his life and he watches from afar at the restaurant i was really worried that the the waitress was gonna like come out and be like you did a good thing bucky but i'm (laughs) I'm glad they they pulled back from that you know like no like that did not end well so in that way it was not very neat but at the same time the way that they they kind of glossed over that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so everything landed very neat. Isaiah fell into place. Everything Sam fell into place for Sam. Bucky, not really, but they glossed over it in a way that it did. And then the only one who got sort of a kind, kind of complicated ending was the power broker, yeah. um, which is why I like that. I can't say that I like that mystery in the power broker thing, but it was I- not a mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. No, but nobody knew it was- her right like but they didn't set it up as a mystery they didn't set it up as a thing to be to be solved whereas as soon as she said she had satellites it was like ah okay yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) i i kind of gathered when they first showed her apartment and she's like oh i'm just kind of a a art dealer you're like "Mm." (laughs) well regardless i don't think it was set up as the big mystery that in the way um that uh, WandaVision was in a way, because you kind of knew that someone was pulling the strings in WandaVision and you wanted to figure that out. This was not geared towards figuring out who the power broker was. It was not It was not the plot of the show. You know what I mean? It was no. this sort of side thing that happened because even the, I mean, the power broker was not even the antagonist. It was the, the Flag Smashers and they stole the stuff from the Flag Smasher or from the power broker. So that was in the background. I just like how it ended for her 
because people, I saw some people specifically online that were saying like, oh, you know, they really screwed Sharon Carter over. And I, I think the exact opposite. I think like, wow, they've given us this great opportunity. They've really started to like do something complex and different and for her. So I really like where they landed with her. Yes, she's no longer a good guy. And, and but I totally buy giving her story, what happened to her, how she got fucked over, how she landed on being who she is now. You know? Yeah, I think I think that's the theme of this whole show, right? Like the whole show is about what happens when the government fucks you over. <laughs> it, 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 Sam Wilson gives back the shield and they immediately give it to a blonde haired blue eyed white guy who's like mentally unstable. And yeah. they're like, you're Captain America, not Sam. Thanks, Sam, black guy for giving us this shield so we can give it to a good white person. And then uh, you have the Sharon Carter thing. You have Isaiah who's screwed over by the government in a major way. Then you have, uh, you could go John Walker was betrayed by the government eventually. Yeah. Um, even in Bucky, of course, you know, was betrayed every which way because he yeah. kind of did a bunch of stuff. And so it was just betrayal. And it's every one of these people kind of reacts differently. And ultimately you have Captain America, Sam, who's like handles it the best. And he's like, yeah, you guys screwed me, but you know what? This is, this is bigger than that. And I need to, I can't take it personally because I have to now carry this burden. Um, Isaiah, I think is like the next step down where Isaiah says, yeah, they screwed me. I, I'm never going to recover. I'm an old grump. I'm, I'm not going to be happy, but you know what? You're the next generation, Sam. And, and I can see you doing it. He even says you're special, you know? And, no Martin. and, and even though he says, <laughs> yeah, you're no Martin or Malcolm. Mm -hmm. uh, but even though he says like, uh, he's like, you almost got me believing that bullshit, you know, like mm -hmm. it was him saying like, you almost got me, but I'm still not there. But also, you know, how could you be a human and not be honored by the fact that you are now in like the Smithsonian or whatever? That's pretty cool. Um, and then, and then Sharon gets betrayed by the government and she takes it the opposite way. She goes, no, fuck the government, fuck the US. I'm going to now use your secrets against you, make a lot of money and disrupt everything. And I think that's fascinating because honestly, uh, what are they going to do with Sharon Carter anyway? Her whole story revolved around Steve. Steve's gone it's kind of just like eh. but, but not even that not even that it's just sort of like you just it's like it, it to me it's a logical conclusion to her character her character is is you know is, is betrays the government to help out captain america uh even if captain america is and then so then she's eg is exiled and yes she knew that going into her choice but experiencing it living it is different and then she has to struggle go by and then she's doing it in a post blip world where everything's chaotic and really really fucked up and, and she's in Madripoor. Right. <laughs> and, and you're kind of like, when that sort of happens, like the world kind of resets in a weird, weird, weird way, right? And like all bets are off. It's kind of the perfect time to change your identity anyhow. She's screwed. She's got no other options. It kind of, and she goes to Madripoor because it's a good place to hide. Kind of makes sense what happens to her, right? And then it, it makes sense that she's bitter and angry and all this shit and that, that she's done what she's done. Like she's like, she's got to survive, right? And there's no way to survive, like survival for her on any kind of like up and up is impossible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it stands to reason. Yeah. This person is really smart, knows all this shit anyhow. Right. What else are you going to do it? What are you going to use it for? Right. You're going to use it for something, you know, and then, and then, then she takes it even further with, you know, the super serum and all that stuff. Um, I know I also saw some other people saying, you know, because of all that and everything that you just described, the government screwing over people and, you know, there's terrorists, there's like nationalists, there's this whole thing. Like people are like, this show's politically all over the fucking map. And <laughs> I would kind of say like, 
I don't know, yes and no, but like, it's like this shit's always going to be complicated, right? Like it's never going to be neat and even when you have, uh, when you're trying to create this, this, this um, um, believable world, like think about it. If there were any superheroes now, right? Charles, you're frozen. No, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> if, if there was if there was any superheroes in the world now, there would be so much oversight. There'd be so much accountability. There's some people getting arrested. All shit. So that tension, and and that kind of like back and forth is always going to be there. I think, yeah. and I, and I don't think it's going to ever easily be resolved. I don't think it should be because if you're going to try and do it believably, it's either like they literally just shut everybody down and there's no superheroes, or they create some sort of leeway and there's these issues with Sokovia and the Sokovia Accords and the, there's the, I don't I don't see how these shows can exist on a political way without some kind of like constant tension all the time otherwise again the only thing is you can say if this is really 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 believable everybody just has to essentially like work for the government and or be arrested there's there would be no and then there's no superheroes and that's it right yeah so you've got to allow for some sort of suspension of disbelief or leeway in the idea of the government and the sort of gray area of all this stuff. So I want to uh, I want to ask you guys about John Walker, too, because he's he's kind of that gray area, right? Like he yeah. comes in, he wants to be Captain America, he accepts all this, you know, he's given the shield, he has the training and his story is pretty well telegraphed. I mean, my wife watched it with me and she knew like the second she saw him, she's like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Um, so I, what did you guys think? Did you think that this was a, a worthy motivator to bring Sam back or, um, you know, did they, they not stick the landing with Walker? I, I like that. They didn't make him an out and out bad guy. They like, they, they embraced, him. yeah, they embraced the gray area of the character who is very much that way in the comics. Um, which is, I mean, it's complicated, but that's that's what makes it really interesting. If he was just all bad or all good, then it would have just been boring. Um, but he has a lot of really complex uh, emotional like scenes in this where you're like on his side sometimes, and then you're like, oh, he's off the deep end. So I like that you get to wrestle with that character, and they they've done a really good job in the series, just this series and even on division of making. Uh, characters that have more depth and, and gray to them uh the power broker being one of them um yeah they're but, able to they're able to introduce john walker and kind of give him a complete story without devoting two movies to him which yeah. you know we don't need u.s agent movies but it's good that they <laughs> yeah. they brought him in this but Wyatt russell is is fantastic like he really he is. is so good in this role he, he's really good in everything yeah that's true he really is yeah yeah i i agree with all that i I think people's tendencies are to be like, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? What's the right. idea? People like buckets, but I, 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 I like everything. I agree with what you said. Like I, I think they did a good job. I think it was obviously very necessary to with this sort of race play, you know, the way Sam gets sucked fucked over and they gave it to him. I mean, that's such a smart writing decision. Like how do yeah. you, you want to start the show about a show about whether Sam wants to take the shield or not? like those breadcrumbs lead you like, oh, that's a really good choice of being like, yeah, well, he turns it down, but then they give it to fucking John Walker, this blonde blue guy that's so loaded, that's so charged. And it seems like, yeah, that just seems like something that the government, the American government would do. Yeah. Um, so that, and all, a lot of that stuff, I just really like because they, they're always working in this way that they're trying to make things um, like that. There's that realism to it. Like, you know, they, it's it's obviously fantasy and it's, 
and it's you know these implausible things but it's always grounded with some sort of um plausibility like you you go yeah oh, okay that totally makes sense that they would try and fuck him over like that you know that they they did him dirty at the end of episode one big time you know um and uh yeah so i don't know but walker i i liked i i didn't really like the way his story ended though i didn't like him being <laughs> i didn't like him joining them all of a sudden and there was them being his buddies all of a sudden and at the same time i get it because in the in the in the in the heat of action they're just kind of like okay well i guess we need them right like there's no time to discuss i the 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 it's just there the step too far for me yeah. yeah the step too far for me was the bucky lincoln line thing <laughs> when they both just like he basically like quipped and it was just like oh we're best best buds now and it was like no but bucky shuts him down he like shuts <laughs> him down right away but not really because you know i like the idea that that he struggled with the idea of like do i go after carly or do i save this truck full of, yeah. of people and he pulls he pulls him back and and that's really cool i think it speaks a lot and it that was enough i think in my mind to just say okay he he was a pawn in all this too and mm-hmm. his best friend just died like he didn't ask for this and and well or you could say i guess he, he did. wasn't equipped for it they just, no he wasn't and, and he was and, a good shoulder but not necessarily the best man for the job right and and i think i think by having him save the the truck full of people was a good was a good thing i didn't need him to give the line and be like an all shucks moment um i thought the the end end with him and valentina which we'll get to in a bit i think that was great too because it showed that he's kind of just a dork or like a doofus and and he was just this kind of soldier who was given this like you know fame and fortune and instant icon status and he got screwed out of it basically in his eyes and and now he's he able did to what they taught him to do right right um well i don't know if they would have taught him to murder a guy in a town square but like you know he kind of alludes to some terrible stuff that they right. did to earn those yeah. medals well so did so did steve i mean yeah. when when in first avenger we we gloss over all of his world war ii battles <laughs> but he was carrying a gun and going into warehouses too you know like he killed people but uh they were just nazis so it was yeah you but know, when he uh, did it it was fun yeah the now, music was fun <laughs> the music was fun show right though that the, the what is another thing that's interesting is that like like this the 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 bat like the world is more more complicated now the the battle that steve rogers was fighting back then against the nazis was pretty simple like a you know these people wanted to fucking you know they were killing millions of people they were like trying to take over the world it was simple you know it was easy to root for this man the world is is now much more much more complicated and and the the ideas of being a hero and what it means to be a hero is completely different yeah, um, yeah. now and, every and, country has a little bit of a portion that right that and there's a whole fighting thing, nationalism even sam like you know talks about that he believes in carly's fight but he doesn't believe in the way she's 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 fighting it and there's yeah there's all that kind of stuff that i think is interesting you know it feeds into that idea um of yeah that, it, that it's, it's hard to be a superhero i i mean i think thematically i, I really really love the show um i love everything that it's trying to talk about and discuss i just don't think that it perfectly quite did it all that well like i mean it just doesn't come together in the end all that there's just some stuff that's just too on the nose the john walker thing i think was really interesting was the i'm back you know <laughs> I, I thought it was I thought yeah, he sees Valentina as like a good person just trying to give him, you know, right. another shot. Was, and it's I thought that was interesting because it was um 
sort of ironic in a way that he's not aware of. Like he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm back. Everything's great, but it's not like, no. he, he, he's like, you know, he's, he is kind of a dumbass in that way, but yeah. to him, it's, it's something, it's some way forward to continue in some kind of role, but like, you know, obviously she's going to, you know, use and abuse him even worse. Yeah. 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 There's something coming. So, so Rodrigo, you mentioned that, you know, thematically the show is strong, but maybe the execution in various areas just can, didn't quite connect the dots how you wanted it to. So we, we are now done with two full Marvel series. We've seen WandaVision and we've seen uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and both are kind of like uh, polar opposites in a lot of ways, showing that Marvel's going to do this and that and, and kind of do a little bit of both. So now that we have two under our belts, what are you more or less excited for Loki and Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel? Or are, you, are your uh, anticipation tempered a little bit? I think my anticipation is tempered, not because these shows weren't great, but I'm just like not looking forward to having to deal with like another Marvel series and after another one. Or I, I think it's, I think it's becoming, it's a lot. It's becoming, I'm all for it. I'm I just, just like more. <laughs> Give me Loki next fucking week. I, I think it's too much. And I think we're going to see, I'm predicting that we're going to see one of the first, you know, we haven't really had a Marvel backlash since like, like the last time I think anybody really thought something Marvel was bad or collectively critics and fans, you know, the consensus um, I think it was like Thor two was the last. I would say Ultron. I liked Ultron. <laughs> I would sorry. say Ultron though, because you even had Joss Whedon going out there and being like, you yeah, know, this movie kind of sucks. I'm for it. Yeah, I think I. I mean, it's still a billion and a half dollars. I was just saying, like, you know, it's. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think I remember at the time like knocking Ultron and giving it like a C plus or something like that. But now I think it's a lot better than that. I still think it's got its problems. It's not amazing, yeah. but, but I think Thor, but Thor two came after. Yeah. So Thor two is like like I think the last time that that everybody can pretty much agree like yeah that's kind of a stinker right and so they've had nothing but like what most people would perceive as hits and 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 wins right yeah because it had now, that post Avengers bump where it I made mean, a ton of money but it just wasn't very good I mean if if you look at it by phases phase three which you know I think we can say is probably the strongest set of superhero movies of the entire MCU like we got some real big ones there and ending with Endgame and, and Far From Home it was kind of like a perfect ending it was like a whole story but yeah I I agree I think I I'm not necessarily super psyched about Loki I enjoy Marvel stuff I'm not a I'm not gonna you know deny that but like it is a lot and it's it's not ending like we're we're getting like we're we're saying that Loki's what in uh I guess June, June. but yeah. even in May, like, there's going to be six series this year. Yeah. And, and, and well, I was going to say like Modoc. even if you don't even want MCU stuff, <laughs> Modoc's coming to Hulu in May. Like that would be seven, that would make it seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be seven in total with, with shows. And then you'd have three movies, right? You're going to have Black Widow oh, yeah. in like four months and Spider-Man three, right? That's all that's coming this year. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang-Chi. Four, yeah. four movies seven series that's a lot man. four movies in half a year yeah, july right. through december yeah i mean that's oof. if you would have told like 12 year old me that I been <laughs> like, oh my god can i time travel so I know, i'm not I complaining i mean it, it, like but it, i think it's i think we're gonna see some stumbles and i think we're gonna see um i think we're gonna see some kind of like tuning out although this one's interesting because I mean, WandaVision clearly grabbed the zeitgeist yeah. in a way that 
like been a big big way like seemed to be just as much as the mandalorian it was the biggest hit on disney plus and this one did not at all and yet you know disney said you know well that moment sort of but, <laughs> yeah. but but um but disney said that that you know the first episode was the biggest uh watch series in in all of disney plus history overall of wandavision all, over all of mandalorian mm-hmm. and so i so what does that tell us does that tell us that like i mean and yes that's true is there is that kind of disconnect between like yes just because everybody's talking about on social media and everybody's going wild about wandavision maybe the reality is that you know uh this thing that some of people like even myself were like this is a little bit more traditional mcu maybe that's what the overall aggregate of you know people want you know like you know not people who are on social media maybe just like dudes or whatever who like at home and like so maybe it was a big hit because of that i don't know and then again those things are hard to sort of trust in a way like because they just say oh, we it. can't we can't trust anything the studios say i mean they control the narrative and the numbers i mean like why would they say that if it oh I I, here's what i'll say I, the, the, there are a couple of things. If you want to get nerdy on numbers for just a brief moment, the, you're getting more and more people every month on Disney plus. So saying that something was more popular than it was in January is just yeah. like, well, no shit because there's like 20 million more people watching. Yeah. So, you know, okay. Yeah. But, but since you don't give me numbers or you don't give me like a percentage of subscribers who tuned in sort of thing, like an apples to apples comparison, right. eh. I, I, yeah, whatever yeah. they're the only all way they're... benefiting from the work that wandavision and mandalorian have already done well like, that's why the disney brand yeah yeah exactly it's but just... it, we're not going to know anything it's just like netflix the only way to know if something's a hit or not is if there's a second season which yeah. leads me that's to which four. leads me to my next question which is where does it go because this series ends with the title card which i predicted which is pretty obvious, but it was Captain America and Winter Soldier, right? And and you're immediately thinking like, well, that's season two. And then Marvel lets slip or the reports this, the trades, whatever, to report that, oh no, we're going to do Captain America 4. And we're going to bring Malcolm Spellman from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier over to co-write with uh, Dalen Moosen, who, uh, who, huh? He wrote up five. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. he also did Iron Sky, if you guys didn't know. Okay. Remember that? I mean, yeah. that doesn't thrill me, but, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just thought that was interesting, but yeah. So uh, two guys from this show are going to go and, and write the script for Captain America four, which we have to assume is following the the story of Sam Wilson, not Chris Evans. Chris Evans probably won't show up. Maybe they'll throw him in there just to juice sales, whatever, maybe Sebastian Stan. But now that we've seen the, I guess the prequel, are you guys amped for Captain America four? I mean, the the thing I was thinking upon the rewatch that I was doing today is, man, I wish this was like a tight two and a half hours instead of having all that breathing room that we had. It might have been a better movie than a series. Well, because like, then you have to cut Power Broker and stuff like that, maybe. Yeah, I would have been so down with that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I didn't mind it, but I didn't need it. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, the Captain America trilogy is my favorite but I really wish that Marcus and McFeely had at least some input there. I'm not saying don't give it to, to, to the, the guys that are doing the show. I think they definitely should, but. I mean, I get the reason why they they're giving it to the guys who do the show. Oh, absolutely. Me too. It's, it's also like, I don't, like you were saying Falcon and the Winter Soldier was your, 
least favorite Captain America movie. And I don't agree with that in the way that it's just a different thing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can rank them in that way. I mean, sure, you can rank all the Marvel movies, but the Captain America movies are Captain America. This is a different character, a different person, different thing. To me, this starts like even if they call it Captain America four, which I'm sure they won't. To me, it's like it's like it's it's almost like the beginning of a new it's a new trilogy or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. It's his own character. He's a different person. He's it's 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 a completely different thing. Um, I was slightly surprised for them to announce Captain America four um, or the story, whatever. But um, I think they ways, had to. Well, in some ways, because I was thinking, you know, they could probably just do another another series. Um, but they promised this, right? They said that we're going to have series that goes into movies and movies go into series and this kind of thing. So you could conceivably do. Zemo and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) (laughs) You could conceivably do a Captain America 4, which is essentially Captain America, Sam Wilson number one, right? Yeah. Um, And then that could also lead into um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier season two. Like it could be, and and so you could do the Cap 1 or, you know, whatever, this Sam Cap 1, and that's a movie, and it's probably him, and it probably doesn't have Bucky, and maybe it, maybe you bring Joaquin. in Joaquin, right, right, and yes. then have a little story there. Um, Can we talk then, about how great he was, just even in the like snippets we caught of him? Yeah, he was, was good. He was good, Fantastic. right? Um, and and then you could still dovetail back to season two because they said they were going to try and do this thing. These things feed into it. So on that way, on that level, I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But from a story level i was like it wasn't the first thing that jumped out at me i really thought that they would probably announce um uh uh uh. but then again oh here's here's the other thing i was thinking like okay maybe this is where you do all the thunderbolts and it's exactly (laughs) is this captain america versus the thunderbolts or what is it yeah maybe a whole thing like that and then it becomes what they're doing with all these fucking movies it, it, it's a captain america movie but maybe it's going to be more along the lines of like uh of uh, uh civil, civil war, war. Yeah. and it's cap sam and you got bucky and you got new falcon and maybe you got somebody else and it's against the thunderbolts it's a big thing right maybe even john walker's on their team or whatever yeah. it is and it, and it becomes a that's kind of what they do with these movies you know they're always they're starting to become every one of them is like a mini avengers like little thing like yeah. look at Thor four that's fucking huge dr strange has the next Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange, Wanda, and American Chavez. Yep, they're building little things. Even Thor Ragnarok was, to me, in some ways, I was I used to always put it say Thor Ragnarok was the beginning of that because that was a big team, right? It was like Thor, the Hulk, Loki, uh, um, Valkyrie, Valkyrie, Korg, Korg. yeah, <laughs> and and that was that was their team, right? But then when you think about it, that goes back all the way back to Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier was Cap, uh, uh, um, Nick Fury. Uh, Black Widow, right? So that was there. That was yeah. you know, they've been, and then Falcon, right? Because Falcon's yeah. in the so that's four heroes or four heroes total in Winter Soldier. So it kind of goes back to Captain America's The Winter Soldiers when they started doing that. They started eventizing these things and making like you know a whole. They yes, it was a, a movie about that character, and they always do that. And they thread that very well, but they put a whole supporting cast of of, of a team there around it. I think yeah. Winter Soldier became the model. And then they kept doing that. They did it. They, they very much did it in Ragnarok. And it seems like that's they're, that's what they're doing and everything. So at first I was like, I don't know if this if Sam's ready for his own movie yet. But then I thought, oh, if they do it like that and they do it with Thunderbolts, 
boom. Big well, event. so here's my thing. I think, uh, A, they had to announce either season two or a movie like ASAP because they're doing, you know, pull back a curtain a little bit. They're doing another round of, of media blitz on this show now that it's wrapped up. And that's going to be the question on everybody's mind is, well, where's Sam going next? So they had to have something. They had to have some answer for that. But also my question for you guys now is we have the six episode prequel series to Captain America 4. Will obviously not everybody's going to watch this show before they go to to Cap Four. So are they just hoping that you know that Cap Four is going to be another reintroduction, or are we just going to say like for people who didn't watch the show, Sam Wilson at the end of Endgame took up the shield, got a new suit, and what bam, we're off. I think like people are going to be watching these shows, man. Like yeah, mega popular and like and also that's a big ask though, right? Marvel's got it. Yes, it, and they also, got people on the hook. And, and let's say you don't watch any of this series, right? But you're really into the movies. And but for what, say for whatever reason, you're just not really enough to watch all the series. If you're not into the movies, and Cap Four comes out, let's say 2023, that's plenty of time to be like before it comes out. Like, okay, maybe I have not even watched one Marvel Disney Plus series in that time, and all I've done is watch movies. I'm probably gonna catch up on. Mm-hmm. On on uh, on Captain America and the Winter Soldier to see what happens. That's not a big ask, like because well, I mean that's that, been for years, right? Like when when was that going to twenty twenty three at the earliest two thousand twenty four? Like you know these things like is so, most of it's already mapped out. So that and look at Civil War as like a blueprint. Like there was a it was it's a movie that stands alone, but there's a ton of stuff going on in there that's calling back and expecting you to just be kept up as yeah. far as the the ongoing mcu saga goes so they're pretty good at making sure that the fans get their extra bits but if you're just walking into this movie it's it's going to make sense so i look at like look at even they do on disney plus now right where they do those legends or whatever those things those theories where it recaps everything and it tells you like you know like here in case you forgot like here's basically the story of this person up until this point are they going to start showing those like pixar shorts and before marvel movies (laughs) yeah maybe i i I wouldn't even put it past them i think it would be genius actually they should um you mentioned the thunderbolts so i think we need to talk about that as you know another thing that kind of was teased in this show outside of the new captain america which is uh, at the end of, of the series, like we said, John Walker is redubbed U.S. agent by Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, or Val, <laughs> as her friends call her. Um, for, they get, she gives a card and says, I'll be calling you for dot, 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 something, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the comics, you just put it together like, oh, she's probably recruiting some sort of Dark Avengers slash Thunderbolts uh, team. So... That said, we there are also rumors. This isn't a spoiler because it's all speculative that she'll show up in Black Widow, and you know we'll see her as kind of. They even called her the darker Nick Fury. So, uh, yeah, right there, that connotes like mm-hmm. she's putting together something. I right. Mean, so, where are we going to see Thunderbolts? Well, whatever it is, and maybe it's not going to be Thunderbolts. Maybe it's not going to be Dark Avengers or whatever. But it, they're building to something. Let's face oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And and this is what they do. Like you know, so people always say like in some ways that they go, oh, these shows are just like a setup for this. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I think that like, again, for the Falcon and Winter Soldier was a story about legacy and identity. And this guy's emotional story of coming to terms with who he's supposed to be in, in this. That's what it's about. It's not about setting up something else. They, what they do do is sow seeds. And that's completely fine. I, like yep. they've done that throughout the history of Marvel. In, in Age of Ultron, they show, uh, um, 
um, fucking Claw, Ulysses Claw. And mm-hmm. it's age of ultron a setup for black panther no it's a it's a thing they use this character and it's a seed right and it comes into fruition later i i think i don't think that's the worst thing in the world so so when people say these things are all this is just a setup for this other movie i'm like so i mean sometimes that can be true in superhero movies i don't think that's the case here at all like these are some things happen and yes they'll they'll but they're sowing seeds and so i think with a lot of this stuff I don't think thunderbolts are going to appear anytime soon. I think another seed's going to pop up here and another one there and there, and you're going to see John Walker. He, you know, he's the first one that's come up, and then Val, and then something will come down the road. Maybe we'll see Thunderbolt Ross and in, in Black Widow, and maybe that'll you know percolate something that that could be another possibility, and maybe another character shows up. And Zemo's you know, already chilling, right? Zemo's chilling in jail. So these things. And it's like like young young Avengers is the same thing. We're, yeah, we're yeah. going to see seeds of these characters. It's not like they're <laughs> these things aren't setting up a young Avengers movie. It's just the seeds we've had. Um, America Chavez is coming. We've Cassie. had uh, Cassie is coming. Uh, who have we seen? We saw uh, Eli Bradley. Eli Bradley yeah. showed up for a minute, um, and even for the few seconds that he's in, I was like, "Oh, this kid's handsome." He's like. Yeah. He seems to be built. I'm like, okay, I, I could see that. I could see that going somewhere. Um, His and- agent is also on the phone with Marvel. Like, he's ready to go. Let's <laughs> right, do it. Right. right. And so, was there any other ones that have been? Well, well we're getting Kate Bishop, obviously. Bishop, right. Yeah. So they're going to be doing those things, but that's still going to take time, right? Like, that's going to be like two or three years, and then that, and then that comes to fruition later. Like, you're not going to. I mean, I know a lot of people are going, oh, we're going to get a big Young Avengers movie. I'm like, yeah, maybe two twenty thousand twenty four, two thousand twenty five. Like, it's like they slowly introduce these people. We get them, they, you know, and then and then something happens. I mean, Ant Man three doesn't even have a date, right? Uh, I don't well I don't know if it has a date or a, a specific time but I think but I think we all know it's 2023 because everything yeah. else is full so yeah. you know so you just think about it that like a lot of these things are just uh not going to come immediately they're just introduced and, and seed sown and and so that's what I think it's going to happen with whatever whatever turns into whether it's Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers that um should it know. be a series or a movie what do you think I think think that it'll probably culminate in a movie like you'll get every one of these characters to pop up over the next two years or whatever and then maybe by you know 2000 the end of 2022 maybe like the the team that you know would be the team even if they're not a team yet the people that you know that would be in there have been all introduced in the mcu they're all there and then maybe 2023 is when cap 4 comes out and that's kind of perfect right yeah i I, do these things it's like yeah it seems like you know like that's how they do it like and, and let's face it, they already did that from the very beginning. It was Iron Man, Cap, Hulk, and then big movie, right? Like, that's what they yeah. do. Introduce everybody. You get a moment to know them. And then sometimes they'll be, like, in the introducing of the next one, that one that you met earlier, like the way Iron Man shows up at the end of Hulk or whatever. Like, you know, you get that a little bit, you know, these people. So, But that's how, it, that's essentially how it works. And I think it's worked really well for them, obviously. Like, this yeah, whole- they're doing all right. Yeah, they're doing okay. <laughs> I mean, if you take the if you take the Thunderbolts concept from the comics, like the original Thunderbolts concept, which is led by Baron Zemo, where it was uh, Zemo and his Masters of Evil decide to be fake superheroes because the world doesn't have an Avengers anymore, and they use it as a way to like kind of ingratiate themselves into the the public. 
you could see like you know we don't have a, a quote-unquote avengers anymore because of of endgame and just you know it's kind of disbanded there's not even a place for him i could very well see a thunderbolts movie being that sort of idea of like here are these characters these b characters you know yelena from black widow and you know uh, uh john walker and and all these people the new avengers right and then everybody's just like you know kind of like how they reacted to john walker in this or like mm, this isn't right and then you know that could lead into something so i wouldn't yeah, be I shocked them getting their own movie like good guy like their own their own like a suicide squad type. yeah i don't see them getting their own movie i see them being like the the uh like a central part of a like a cap movie or something like yeah that. even if yeah. they're not the bad guys even if it's not uh you know, maybe it's like, maybe it's similar to Winter Soldier, whereas like, because Winter Soldier in a, in a way was a triangle, right? It was, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was Power Broker, Flag Smashers, and the good guys, right? It was a bit of a triangle. Like it could be a similar thing where it's like Sam and whoever, then the, the uh, some real antagonist, and then the Thunderbolts trying to be good guys, but complicating the whole thing. Yeah. Know? Like it, it could go down in that kind of way. So another, we mentioned Eli and, and Joaquin. These are our characters. Again, Marvel now has gotten to the point where they just tease you by saying like, okay, we're going to bring in Joaquin Torres. We don't know if we're going to use him in the future, but- Keep him. Yeah. You know that's going somewhere when he told- Well, him. but but eventually, you know, we, we assume, that, you know, they've got to put like seven shows out a year that has to do something. So uh, do you guys- think that we got more Joaquin Torres coming and Eli Bradley, or is this just one off? Like, you know, like Rodrigo said, just sowing some seeds and and seeing what happens. They know where they're going. But at this point, I think they've learned to not just sow seeds for the sake of sowing seeds. If they're putting it in there, they're doing it purposefully. So you you can bet that young Avengers and Thunderbolts are going to pop up and you can bet that he's going to be the new Falcon in the new cap movie or whatever it is. (coughs) So, I don't think that would be surprising at all. I would be surprised if it didn't go somewhere. That's just poor storytelling at that point. Yeah. I think the way like Foggy sets it up though, I think he's being honest. It's like, we'll see how this goes. You know, he's never commits to anything. And I think that's that's kind of the right way to do it. It's like, you're going to introduce these characters. And then the idea is ideally you want to go into a Young Avengers movie or whatever. Um, but they don't kind of commit to it right away because they kind of want to see how it all pans out and how people take to some of these characters and stuff. And that seems pretty genuine to me in a way, you know, maybe, you know, maybe. But it they, always goes their way. Like, yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, you yeah. know, but, but I, I don't know, you know, things have changed for them, even though, you know, they almost, inter- they tried to introduce Black Panther way early and that didn't happen. They tried to. Captain introduce- Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. A lot they, of those- they filmed Captain Marvel in Ultron. Yeah, the plate for her, yeah. And Wasp even, didn't they? Mm, or she, I think she's part of the script or something. Like, Yeah, something like that. They, they, they've had yeah. things where they decided, you know, Black Panther was going to be introduced way earlier. I think they tried to introduce Doctor Strange way earlier. And, you know, they in, mentioned in, them, yeah. Inhumans was something that they tried to do oh. with the movie and then they, they decided not to. That wasn't a Feige thing, though. No. I, I think I think Feige has I don't know if he's gone on record as saying this, but I think he's hinted at that that was the Ike Perlmutter era where he was like, We're gonna make inhumans a thing. And he's like, I don't know. And then Ike they split up Marvel and Marvel Studios, and that's when you saw Inhumans go to ABC. Right. And Feige's like, screw the TV show. So yeah. but, but it's not like everything that they said, you know, like them you remember they tried to do a runaways movie. And, oh yeah. And that didn't work. And and then they decided to I think this is what happened because 
it, it, I think they tried to do a Runaways movie. He didn't like the script, and they decided to, to and then they and then he gave it to Ike, and then Ike put it on Hulu, right? Or, or yeah. Jeff Loeb and those guys put it on Hulu. And I think Inhumans is the same way. They put a script together for Inhumans because he did announce a movie. You remember that 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 time when they announced that like that was the and Vin Diesel was going to be Black Bolt. Or he wanted us to believe that. Yeah, yeah. But they they did announce it. Do you remember the logo and the whole thing and had a release date and everything? Yep. yep. Um, and uh that didn't happen. And I think that was because like that script is like they were like, oh, we're not sure what we're not sure about it. And then Ike's like, well, then I'm gonna take it or whatever, you know? Yeah. And they never even started planting seeds for that one. Right. right. <laughs> I don't think he had no. any faith in it. No, I, I honestly don't either. And and so um not having faith. Let's talk about the future just in terms of the TV series. Rodrigo thinks that one of these series coming up is going to be a bomb. Even I, I want you guys to tell me which bomb, relative bomb. I think people which one do you think it's going to be? Which one is going to hit with a thud? Could be Hawkeye. I I think Mike just hates Hawkeye, which is funny because really? now we I'm, finally have Rodrigo here to defend Hawkeye. <laughs> I don't really want to defend Hawkeye anymore. I used to be a big Hawkeye fan and I used to like root for the underdog kind of thing, but I really didn't like. And work. then you heard Jeremy Renner's music. If they really, yeah, exactly. I, Jeremy, <laughs> I saw his app, then I heard his music. And I got sick of defending him. And if they really uh, stick to the Matt Fraction stuff, I think it could be interesting, but we'll see. We'll see. It's the, that and Miss Marvel are probably the ones I'm <laughs> looking forward to. I think Loki looks great. I'm, I'm in the bag for that. See, Loki, I think, is the bummer. I, think I, 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 I enjoy the, the trailer. I think Owen Wilson is always fun, you know? But I, I think that of all the series, that feels the most, like, inconsequential. Like, if I'm going to skip one, that's the one I'm going to skip. I and think you're going to miss so much, I think dude. that could be the case. Like, I think so many hardcore Marvel fans are so excited for Loki. And I think Loki might be the one that doesn't really hit with like mainstream audiences who don't feel like they need to watch it because it's not in continuity. It doesn't really affect anything that's going on. And uh, I don't I, know. Like my sisters are really excited about Loki. That's because they love Tom Hiddleston and everything, all these movies. I mean, he's he like a, a he, he really super, captured like the general public, this Loki character. So I think he might have some super charismatic. I yeah. am not interested in the story so much. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of just like, but I'm not against it. I'm just sort of like, I don't know what this is going to be. It seems like this multiverse weird kind of, it, it seems like it's uh, a little bit. Doctor uh, Who. Yeah. It's, it's also a little, uh, it's just like, uh, like nerdy, very like m- very Marvel-y in Marvel, like, you know, rabbit holy kind of like uh, some like I, I'm could, if it's good, it's good. I don't care. But from the outset, I'm kind of like, I I'm I like the idea because I think like, you're right. Everything you said about Tom, he's so charming. He's so he has captivated um, people. But I, I'm just like him in another realm, and I don't know. I, maybe it'll be uh, uh, interesting. But um, yeah, uh, the, I, the bummer is is that this is the one with like uh, Gugu and Badara and uh, Owen Wilson, and I'm sure there are other A-listers we don't even know. There's going to show up in it, and it's like that's the one where I. You know, you said your sisters are into it, Mike. My wife saw it and was like, meh, whatever. You know, she's like, I'll watch it because I'll you'll watch it. And yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I kind of have to. But that's the one again, I I I just I can't get I can't muster up the enthusiasm for. Like I, I can't for a hawkeye most excited model. for. I'm also not saying like bomb in the way, but I'm thinking like people maybe after a while, like like again, we just said four movies and and 
maybe let's say six stories. Yeah, a fatigue that's going to come in. And then also it's just become a kind of sameness in that let's say Hawkeye rolls around and let's say, put it this way. If Hawkeye is as good as, as, as Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's going to be seen as worse, right? Because yeah. it's going to be how many shows later? Yeah. How many movies later? Hawkeye's not going to come out to December. So if Hawkeye is, is exactly the same quality as, as uh, Winter, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it will be seen as the worst thing of all of this year because it's going to be the last of all of them, right? And people are going to be, you know what I mean? So it, it, unless something before it is even is, is even worse but if it's that same quality that same quality seven or eight projects later is you know what i mean it's gonna like it's going to fatigue people and they're gonna go uh when on its own merits maybe it's not really that bad maybe it's it's it's, it's a okay enough as same as falcon but because of saturation that's what i'm saying i think a lot of things if they are not top notch by the time the 10th thing comes around, people are going to be like, Ugh, you know what I mean? So I think you're going to see a lot of that where people aren't looking at them on their own merits of whether it was good or not. And more like I've seen 11, say 11 Disney plus Marvel shows now. And, and I'm starting to get, you know, it's starting to feel all the same or whatever, you know, just because of that. I, I think that's how people are going to react yeah. to. As long of- as they give everything its own identity they have a shot at making it out of this year alive, but you could argue that Marvel doesn't, you could argue that Marvel doesn't have a good track record of giving (laughs) everything its own identity. Uh, We, we, we look with rose colored glasses because we see like WandaVision and we're like, Ooh, that's so unique, but like, that's an anomaly, right? Like this was very much cap 3.5 and you know, the tone is very similar to Marvel things of the past, even though maybe it's a little different in terms of the politics. But I mean, at some point, I doubt, I doubt there's going to be a lot in Ms. Marvel, let's say, that's going to differentiate itself from a Hawkeye or a Falcon or... Well, that's like a teen adventure. So that has, like yeah, it has potential to be its like own there's, thing. There's the, the patina of Marvel that sort of invades yeah. everything. But then you do get a lot of sort of subgenres in, in, in stuff, right? Like WandaVision was, was different. It was very you know it was this sitcom thing or whatever it was it was very different and then you got this thing that was more sort of like harkening back to civil war and winter soldier much more traditional and they were actually going to start that was supposed to kick off right the, the disney plus in a way because i think it was sort of safe i think like wandavision to them might have been like this is a little too risky as a, as a as a starter and you know look at how it paid off right so like the risks yeah. do kind of pay off in that way but to that end, Loki could be totally radically, really, you know, at least in, in relatively radically different from, you know, it sound. It seems like Loki looks completely different than both those. Two it shows. does look to have right? its own feel for sure. And I'm assuming, yeah, like you said, Miss uh, uh, Miss Marvel is going to be a teen show. Hawkeye is going to be this thing with you know Kate Bishop. I think they're probably going to give more of it to Kate Bishop than than um, him because of all the sort of uh, you guys have probably heard some of the rumors about his character and the direction that they go in and stuff so like um yeah yeah and Haley steinfeld's the future she I mean, is i mean the, come on of everything <laughs> she's good in bumblebee <laughs> i haven't watched yeah. this stupid apple, apple plus tv show though so i don't know but uh yeah okay i think i think we've about exhausted our marvel talk for the night uh <laughs> i want to thank rodrigo for joining us and nerding out like you do and uh, thank you, Mike, for, for joining us as well. And thank you, Zemo, for staring at Mike's head the entire time. 
And thank you for dancing the way you did. <laughs> <laughs> it became a meme for us. I'm, it was delightful. That's the thing. That, okay, just real quick. Every show now has to have a meme. <laughs> Every Star Wars has to have a baby Yoda. Every Marvel show has to have a meme. Oh, boy. I don't know how they're going to keep it up. We'll see. Tune right, in guys. next time for Loki. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> see you in June. Yeah. yeah.